The Blurtopian Experience. Property rights, coal, public figures, and decentralized censorship. Or is it? <laughs> My man, practical thought. I am very, very uh, blessed and privileged to have immediately gotten to know uh, someone within the Blurt environment who is really... Um, is really articulate and really well informed and uh, has an ideological approach that really kind of gets to the core of things. Uh, I consider practical th thought a, a person who maybe knowingly or, uh, or instinctively understands the concept of Occam's razor, uh, meaning get to the core of the problem as quickly as you possibly can by shaving off all of the outside layers of what uh, prevents us from seeing the problem as it really is. So I'm always inspired by what he writes. I'm not always able to get to what he writes because he really likes to write long posts, but he doesn't publish often. So when he does publish, it captures people's attention. So anyway, this is not a, a smart cast for the uh, praising of practical thought, a practical thought has inspired me to jump on the, I, I have so many smart casts. I'm supposed to be doing other smart casts right now, but um, because I'm on Blurt and because this has become the central point of what I like to uh, focus on when it comes to my experience of social media online, of this crypto media, I like to call it, uh, Blurt has become my, um, my epicenter. And so whenever something pops up that really inspires me, uh, I kind of, I, I put all the other, podcasts and smart casts to decide and all of the other things to decide because I really love talking about this stuff. So let's get right into it. I checked out the comments. I checked out the issue. Uh, and so now here I am with my thoughts uh, concerning property rights, coal, public figures and decentralized censorship. I will try to be I will try to be as brief and uh, and as to the point as I can, as I always attempt to do because I want to honor the time that you are taking to listen to this. Without knowing the full details of what Practical Thought is, you know, talking about as far as whatever recent incident, whatever recent situation, because we can't all keep up on everything, which is always wonderful to have other, other people's ears and eyes all, you know, all over the place so that we can be updated on certain things. But because I have so many opinions on this, uh, I felt that I really just really needed to jump in and talk about this. Now, as I as I said, I don't know the full details, and I'm very glad that Practical Thought didn't really put a whole bunch of links. Go check out this comment, check out that comment, because it just it, it fosters the situation. It, it it it's like throwing gas in the fire. When what you really do, what you really want to do, is to take Occam's razor, shave off all of the unnecessary wordage and the unnecessary. Uh, clamor of what is actually going on and get to the core of things. So we're back to talking about property rights. We're back to talking about coal. And uh, and as always, I like to add my own uh, thoughts to the situation to put it into word form. We've talked about property, private property before in one of my previous smartcasts not too long ago. You know, I really went into and went on about the idea that our adventure here on Blurt begins with our wallet and begins with the blockchain. 
So that private property, so long as that is respected, then we can have a more harmonious situation and a, har- a more harmonious environment amongst ourselves as blurt stakeholders, because we are all blurt stakeholders. We have a blockchain. That blockchain allows for the minting or printing. These are terms that are used not in a real world situation where you have a paper note, but because this is a simulation of an economic system, then we use the kinds of words that are necessary to be able to understand the simulation that we are engaged in. So we have a blockchain that prints or mints tokens, and those tokens are the desired asset that we're all going, uh, we're all chasing after. (laughs) Remember that. We are... First and foremost, if we are coming to blurt, and I've said this before, I'll say it again quickly. If we are coming to blurt, the point of entry is your wallet. You have to get yourself a wallet account. Otherwise, there is nothing to do after. There's nothing that you can do after. If you don't go in and get your wallet name and get your wallet, your private property registered on the blockchain, then it goes no further. Once you do that, everything that you do with that wallet becomes a question of how do you get the tokens in and out of that wallet? What do you do with those tokens once they are in the wallet as staked tokens, which become influence tokens, which is your blurt power? On that level, if there was no front end, then there would be no bickering. We would all just mind our business and what people do with their tokens, they do with their tokens. What makes Blurt and the other crypto media platforms unique is that by extension of what you are able to do on the blockchain, which is incorporate text in your transactions. The incorporation of text within your your transactions is what makes this a crypto media blockchain, which sets up a, a system of communication where you can send not only uh, you can send not only tokens to another account, but you can register on the blockchain some thought of yours, some string of letters, whether it be a link, whether it be an, an image link, whether it be words in different languages from around the world, or whether it be in this case now we have the uh, wonderful function on the blurb front end that we can add emojis. We can add your little smiley faces and and whatever other images you want to put there. But on the blockchain, it is all registered as text. So that is the point of entry. What we're talking about here now is that we're going into the front ends. And and I appreciate that practical thought wanted to make the the strong emphasis of re-emphasizing, because this is not the first time, that a front end is not a decentralized entity. It is not a decentralized place. It is owned by someone. It is maintained by someone. It is paid for by someone and hence becomes private property and hence becomes um, metaphorically property. And I like, I like his analogies, but I'll, I'll, I'll go into what I think about the property issue and how he has framed it In the sense of how do we look at bullying or how do we look at abuse of freedom of speech when that abuse is being done on someone else's property? The Blurt blog front end, as well as the other front ends, have a responsibility to uh, monitor and 
and check into what people are. Well, hmm. Well, no, they don't have a responsibility. Okay, here's the front end issue. It's not that the front end owners have a responsibility to monitor what is being posted on the blockchain because we have to divide that. You cannot monitor what is being posted on the blockchain because the blockchain is truly a free market in the sense that the freedoms that you have on the blockchain cannot be altered unless the 20 consensus witnesses find a way to alter it. So in that case, what you put on the blockchain is to essentially be of no concern to anyone, not even front enders not even those who own the front end. So the front end responsibility is your responsibility to monitor what your front end is displaying, what it is displaying from the blockchain. So it is not a question of monitoring what people say, but rather, or what they post, but monitoring what it is that gets displayed on the front end that you are responsible for, that is in your name, that you are paying for. Now, I don't know a whole lot about laws. I don't know a whole lot about the judicial procedures for bullying. I grew up in the United States, in New Jersey. I'm part of Generation X. And in my generation, we didn't have all of this, hmm, I, I, I refrain from using, <laughs> I'm refraining from getting vulgar, you know, but um, uh, you handled your business. You know, when, when I was young and there was bullying, there was bullying. We, I had, we had, when I grew up, we had teachers who would bully. <laughs> Jesus, man. I remember one teacher who had a, a, a rowdy little student in, I mean, he was probably about, seven years old, I got to guess seven or eight years old. And, uh, you know, it's this rowdy ass little student. And the teacher got so frustrated and so fed up. He grabbed the student, flipped him upside down and, and put him, put him into the wastebasket, put him into the, put him in the, put him into the trash can. And then after school had a discussion with his parents. And then the kid, when he got home, you know, received the rest of, um, the consequences to his actions. Oh, you couldn't even imagine it nowadays. You know, that, that, that teacher would probably be on death row for doing, for doing something like that. And, you know, Hey, look, man, uh, you know, you know, school lunchtime, the, the, the lunch yard, the, when you go out in the, into the yard for, for recess, um, if, if that even exists anymore, you know, I'm, I'm showing off my age here because I've been hearing a lot of things of how, the school system has changed so much and I've been away for it from, from, for so many years. But the idea was that, you know, you, you, you almost, you kind of had to fend for yourself. If you got overly bullied, you'd go to the teacher, you'd go to your parents because, you know, if, if, if it starts to get into uh, raising of hands, punching, kicking in, but words, I mean, words, you were either able to cope with it or you grabbed a tissue and you dried your eyes. OK, but that's back in the day. So I, I can't sit here and say, you know, my childhood will reign supreme. <laughs> it probably won't. Uh, there's a whole new generation. There's a whole new ideology and there's a whole new level of, of protection towards uh, children with this generation. 
But the idea for me is that if Blurt is a place where we express ourselves, the front end, then we enter into a whole new ball game. And 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 I will I will offer a, a sort of a solution or a remedy for for that towards the end. If people are being abusive on the front end, number one, the blockchain doesn't care. You can get rewarded for that anyway. People talk about people talk a lot about how nice it is that um, Blurt doesn't have a downvote. But let me be very clear about something that if I am incorrect, then someone will correct me. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't bother me. I, I enjoy being corrected. The coal, what the coal list is, is that a person gets placed on the coal list. Is It is a front end function. It does not disturb your wallet. It does not do anything to your tokens. You know, it, it has nothing to do with the, the blockchain. It is simply a front end feature. And what that front end feature does is that if someone gets placed on the coal list and you get yourself a nice little red triangle next to your name and other people who are on the front end will not see an upvote button appear in your post and I imagine uh, in your comments. Now, what does that essentially mean? It essentially means that you have kind of recreated the the downvote, if you think about it. The thing that I really, really, because I was uh, in the beginning, uh, I was a target for the coal list. I had witnesses and people saying this guy is plagiarizing. This guy is gaming the system. This guy needs to be placed on the coal list. I have nothing against those people. I've actually become uh, friends with one of those people and, and the other people, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not the type of person when we get beyond things, I'm happy that we get beyond things. We can kind of approach each other. Once again, I said, mine, you said yours, we can shake hands and we can go forward. If we're not going to continue, if we're not going to be continuing to be at one of an, another's throats, then we can have the possibility to become friends. That's pretty awesome. But when I was looking into the cold thing, I said, okay, well, what's going to happen here? If I get put on this coal list, what's going to happen to me? Well, what's going to happen to me is that I can continue to publish to the blockchain. I can continue to accumulate Blurt in my wallet. I can continue to post on the front end. I can continue to plagiarize on the front end. I can continue to put up whatever images I want on the front end. But, but what I can't do is receive upvotes from other people who have the coal list activated because from what I've seen, uh, I think I saw that there's an option in, uh, in the wallet settings. There's an option to turn it off. In other words, that I don't want, I don't, uh, you know, I want to upvote someone who is on the coal list. I get rid of that option. And then the upvote button appears for me. I've never done it. So I don't know if that's accurate, but it would seem to me that that is what the option is. You can go into your settings, uh, go into the coal, uh, where's the coal list and and hit the activate or deactivate button. And then when you go back into the front end, uh, the people who are on the coal list will uh, obviously not appear on the coal list or not appear with this triangle and the upvote. I could be completely wrong about that. Forgive me if I'm wrong about that. But the case is and the what is that I have understood 
that, and, and Practical Thought talked about this a little bit, that there's this kind of excuse. There's an excuse being used in order for people to want to punish other people. And I've talked about this in the past. There's this, there's this seems to be this desire within people to want to punish other people. And when those options are taken out, it kind of reminds me of the movie, The Matrix, the original, the first Matrix. There was the scene where Agent Smith was talking to, um, uh, Agent Smith was talking to Morpheus and he was saying to Morpheus, you know, we had another programming, uh, we ran another program before this one. And in that program, it was a utopian world. And for some reasons, for some reason or reasons, human beings rejected this perfect world. Why? Because they're always looking for the negativity. There's something within us that causes us to see or look for the negativity. Now, whether we amplify that or tone it down, that depends on the circumstances in life. But we all have this duality about us. And some people have this kind of itching to want to punish other people that they don't like in some way or another. And this is why I believe the coal list was created. However, I don't believe that the coal list, uh, much like the downvote option, the downvote option had one uh, one reasoning and, and it was supposed to function for uh, a particular reason. And it ended up being something completely different, completely different. It, it ended up being weaponized. So maybe we have the same thing happening with coal. And what I realized that it was not a question of plagiarism or trying to, you know, because if you're trying to stop plagiarism, then you're trying to stop it from being published on your front end. If somebody's plagiarizing and you place them on the coal list, they will continue to be plagiarizing. And you will not have resolved the issue by saying to the authorities, if this is a legal case, well, you know, the guy doesn't get rewarded anymore. Yes, but the guy is still plagiarizing. The guy is still publishing on your front and stuff that belongs to other people. It's still plagiarism. But anyway, I know that the case is not plagiarism. The case is the same, the same thing that happens with the downvote on Hive and how the Hive High Council and their minions use it. It is a question of, I don't want you to gain the token. I don't want you to accumulate the token. This is a way to move towards cronyism. Cronyism is full-fledged on Hive. Cronyism on Blurt is a little bit more difficult because there, there isn't this, you know, the path towards cronyism on Blurt is much more difficult because you don't have this downvote which people can collectively join in together and say, okay, let's wipe out this person's rewards or wipe out that person's rewards. But in essence, what the coal list does, even though there's a smaller group of people who have access to be able to use this, that is the same thing. You are not stopping abuse. You're not stopping plagiarism. You're not stopping copyright infringement by removing the reward because the, the activity still continues to go forward. So what are you doing? You are limiting the ability of someone else that you do not like for whatever reason you choose to accumulate tokens. So it is not a question of the front end. This is a question of people not minding their business when it comes to what other people are doing with their wallets. This is about people who, for jealousy, envy, possessiveness, I don't know. 
whatever pathology or whatever, whatever they're trying to resolve or trying to work out, they don't want to see other people accumulate the token. Now, there are genuine people who do not like plagiarism. There are genuine people who do not like uh, profanity and vulgarism, violence and things of that. There are genuine people who would like to see that stopped. But I can tell you right here and right now, the coal list does nothing. The coal list does nothing to address that. The coal list only does one thing. It seeks to limit the amount of rewards that a person is able to get, plain and simple. Because you're not removing them for the front, from the front end. You're not removing them from the front end. So that's my idea of the coal list. Now, let me move on into public figures. Know this, people, anyone who is listening. If you are on Blurt, you are in public. This is not uh, private. You do not need to have an account in order to see what is on the front end. It is all available to everyone. What you cannot do on the front end is comment, post, uh, upvote, share, you know, the typical whatever it is that you do once you have a wallet. But as far as the visibility, it is private property, but is for public use. It's like someone who creates a hall. It may be privately owned and then it is rented out to people who want to use that hall in order to do certain things within that hall. When you become a public figure, you have placed yourself in the seat of being criticized by the public. If you cannot handle that, get out of the public and return to the private. You understand what I'm saying? If you can't handle public criticism, what the hell are you doing out in public? What the hell are you doing putting yourself out in public? If in being in public, you get criticized and you can't handle that criticism, you get abused and you can't handle that criticism. And then you want to say, no, this is not fair. If you can't handle that, you do not belong in the public. Every single one of you who is on the Blurt platform, you are a public figure, whether you are popular or not, whether you trend or not, whether you get tons of, uh, of, of, of rewards and tokens, whether people comment you or not. The moment you post something up, you have put yourself out there as a public figure. And if you as a public figure cannot handle the scrutiny of the public, if you as a public figure cannot handle the ignorance of the public, if you as a public figure cannot handle the vulgarity of the public, then you, my friend, need to return to the private. Sit down with your friends, sit down with your family, because this is going to happen. We are in public. It is private property. It is, the front end is owned by who it's owned, but it is owned by someone who has created an enterprise or an entity that is meant to be public, like a town hall, like a concert arena. Like a football stadium, privately owned for public purposes. Now, if I'm a black man and I go to the hall that has been rented out by the Ku Klux Klan and I go in on the meeting <laughs> and I come out afterwards and I feel pretty offended. What am I going to do? Go to the owner of the hall. Listen, uh, I attended a Ku Klux Klan meeting in your hall. It's your property. And they offended me. That property owner is going to say, what the hell are you doing, black man, going to a Ku Klux Klan meeting, a public Ku Klux Klan meeting? Forgive my extremism, but it's needed, right? So you can get the point, hopefully get the point. 
You are a public figure. I am a public figure. Be ready for what the public throws at you. If you can't handle it, go to the private option. Stay at home. Talk with your friends. Get on your WhatsApp and chat with your buddies. Don't be a public figure if you can't handle the public. And finally, decentralized censorship. We obviously have had this problem for a long time. We've obviously been concerned for a long time about abuse, bullying. And I remember during the Steam Hive split that I was really concerned about this because it was just, it got nasty. It got vulgar, nasty, and, and uh, it, re- it concerned me. But it can, you know, sometimes you get concerned and then, you know, out of the, the frustration of life, you come up with some kind of possible way to approach this. And I came up with decentralized censorship, what I refer to as a democratic approach. I've uh, I put this out to Mega Drive in one of the comments. I don't expect anybody to do anything. I don't, I'm not waiting for any responses for anyone. I just, I like to put my ideas out there and then those who are able to run with them, that's always an honorable thing for me. It's always a, a great pleasure for me. I don't need to be the owner of my ideas. I have the passion of wanting to see my ideas go forward. When I can handle the implementation of my ideas, bringing them to fruition, that's a double pleasure. But when other people use my ideas and go forward with them, I'm equally as excited and, 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 and happy, happy when that happens. So decentralized censorship. When the Steam Hive split was happening, there was a lot of abuse going on. And people would often say, well, hit the mute button. And I responded by saying that, number one, the mute button should be modified. And and this is a front end feature. You don't have to change the blockchain. You just simply change the front end in order to be able to modify the mute button and have it become a double mute feature. In other words, if I mute you because I don't like how you behave, because I don't like the plagiarism that you engage in. If I mute you, then I no longer see your posts and I no longer see your comments unless I want to go and see them because they will still appear anyway. They're still there on the blockchain. I can click on a link and even if that person is muted, I can still see. But that's my choice. If I'm consciously choosing to ignore a person and I hit the mute button, that's helpful because then their comments don't come up anywhere. Their comments and their posts don't come up anywhere and I don't have to deal with them. I, as a mature person, am ignoring that person. However, what I would have wanted to see incorporated in the mute button is that when I mute you, you can no longer see what I post or what I comment. So I don't appear to you. You don't appear to me. Why? I had suggested this to the Steemit team, because the Steemit team would be posting up, especially during those times, they had the 100 days of steam uh, in the beginning where they were really trying to, you know, rally and and get things because it was just a lot of chaos. So they were put, the Steemit team was really trying to put a lot of heart and and, and energy into um, keeping the, the platform going forward. And that's, that was admirable. But what I would see is that uh, I don't know if the Steam team muted people, but what I would see is in the comments just all kinds of abuse. And I said to the Steam team, 
This is what I said to the STEMA team, and this is why I made this proposal to them. It never went forward. Fortunately, the abuse calmed down as people just kind of uh, decided just to just go ahead and go over to STEAM, uh, go over to Hive and, and leave the people in STEAM alone and just punish the people who were on STEAM, punish them on Hive because it's... But anyway, there was this abuse that went on, and I said to the STEMA team, listen, uh, you are attempting to build up a following. You are attempting to build up a user base on your platform. Um, it goes against your interest to have the people who follow you be abused. Because there was a lot of abuse, not only towards the SEMA team, but anyone who commented below would get all kind of abuse from these bad actors, from these trolls, from these bullies, from these abusers. And so what I said to them is that if you have the mute button have a dual feature in which I do not see what you post. You do not see what I post. I don't, I therefore do not comment on what you ha have posted and nor do you comment on what I have posted, but nor do you comment on those people who are following me. If you are a public if you are a public figure and you do not defend your following, guess what? You will lose that following. And it will be weaponized, the ability to do that. Because in the real world, that happens. If you try to follow someone and the government isn't, they will attack you. If a certain group is against another group, and you know you will be attacked. And if you are a public figure trying to push forward some kind of, um, some kind of creative project, whether you're a content creator, whether you're a singer, whether you're a public speaker, whatever it is that you're doing publicly, if you lose your audience, what have you concluded? Nothing. If someone is, ab if someone is abusing your audience and you don't defend that audience, well, then what kind of what kind of respect for your fans do you have and what kind of respect for you should they have? So I had come up with this idea to say that the mute button, because then I said this is I went, I went further with the argument to say what this would do is that abusers would then be lumped into their own little tribe. Eventually, if I mute you, you don't see what I post up. You don't have an opportunity to abuse neither myself nor the people who follow me. So what is left, what would be left is people who are abusive just kind of get cloistered into their own little tribe, into their own little group, into their own little corner, while the rest of the platform continues to thrive. Now, as, as far as, again, as far as the coal list goes, as far as I'm concerned, look, it's just another way of trying to limit someone else's rewards, much like the downvote. It is very much like the downvote. In the end, its only purpose will be to serve that, to limit someone else's ability to accumulate rewards on the blockchain. And that would be like saying, you know, I, I, when I first, uh, I don't know if this is accurate history or not, but I once heard that Bitcoin, when it was first created, it was meant to be mined using a simple CPU. You know, um, the creators had not envisioned the idea that someone else would be able to create these mining farms. But that's just ingenuity. That's just, you know, when you're chasing that paper, you're going to get it in whatever way you can. So it would be like Bitcoin miners at the beginning of the Bitcoin revolution suddenly getting upset because somebody's using a GPU. 
Like, oh man, that's not fair. You're going to get more tokens like that. You got more processing power. And then somebody else comes along and they got five GPUs and then somebody else comes. Now it's gotten to the point where nobody, which it was originally intended to be able to, you should, you know, you would be able to mine with a CPU. You can no longer mine with a CPU. But the CPU population would then say, point the finger and say, you bad player. You're a bad player. You're a naughty player. You're abusing the system. You're getting more tokens than me. Ah, is that what the real issue is? Am I a bad player or am I, have, I, have, have I figured out how to get more tokens than you? Remember that on the private property level, the blockchain level, the wallet level, we are all grabbing a wallet. After that is a free for all. It's the wild, wild west, baby. I want to get those tokens in my wallet. I'm going to figure out a way to do that. People are going to figure out a way to do that. The front end is a completely whole different other game in which we should separate out the two issues in a, in a very effective way, in a very efficient way. I think that's it for now. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to listen. Thank you, everyone, for um, for all of the support. You know, I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you.